Okay, we're starting the review of yesterday's daf. Yesterday was daf Lamed Zayin. Today's daf Lamed Ches. I've been minding for Shalema to Amy Bastvara, Pintres Yaakov Ben Gittel, Hadassah Basronia, and Yisachar Ben Zorah. Okay, so where do we begin? We're about um, uh, 10 lines down on Daflamid Zion at the Itmar. Um, so well, there's Machlokas Amarayim that uh, if somebody does a Kiddushan within three months and didn't wait the requisite three months between marriage uh, marriages, um, if there, she got divorced or her husband died, and then he ran away. So it's a machlekes between Rav Acha and Raphram. One says that uh, you put the person in cherem, he did it against the law, even though he ran away, it doesn't matter. And the other opinion is, is that actually the fact that he ran away helps him because he's clearly not trying to violate the dictum of the Chachamim that we should have a question who the father is. So... There was a story, and Raphim said he rukimistai, and that became the halacha, and that is the bottom line, that the fact that he ran away is actually to his benefit, and we are not going to punish him for having done so. So the next thing we talked about is if there's a suffix of a bentesha. So Rabbi said to Rav Nachman, um, why is that even a suffix? Why can't we just use the rove to determine what the majority, the majority will determine what the, the doubt? Um, normally, what most women um, give birth after nine months, and um, and um, and uh, we should just assume that he's probably the the son of the first husband. So the Gemara says, "What do you mean?" Rav Nachman responds to Rava, "Our wives give birth at seven months." So he says, "What well, that doesn't make it a majority." Yeah, you're right; it does happen. I'm not saying that it's unheard of, but why does that make it a majority? So the Gemara says that no. What I mean, what I mean to say is this: is that most women give birth in nine months, but a minority less. But if you give birth in nine months, you would notice it if a third, a third of the way in of the gestational period, meaning after three months, you'd start seeing. And over here, where you didn't see it after three months, because that's why they, it's not like they didn't wait the three months; they did. So the rove is already now in question, and you cannot assume the majority anymore. So the commerce says, if anything, if you're telling me that it's oh, every woman who is giving birth in in nine months is going to be recognizable in three. So then we should know for a fact that, he's, that this is definitely from the second one. So the says, no, no, it's not every, because that would be too obvious. It would be that most women give birth nine months. And uh, the most of the women who give birth in nine months, it's going to be noticeable in a third of its time. So here it wasn't noticeable in a third of its time, so the rope is no longer reliable or assumed. You cannot assume the rope anymore because there are, there's a question on it. So the Gemara brought down that as far as the, the child of this questionable child of whether he's from the first or the second. So the first one is fit to be a Kohen Gadol, that child, because he is definitely kosher. And the second is, um, is going to be a Mamzer Misafik. And then we saw Rabbi Lezer Ben Yaakov says there is no Mamzer Misafik. It's unclear what is Rabbi Lezer Ben Yaakov saying. So we have two Shittas, two views as to what is Rabbi Yisrael Yaakov saying. Um, what, one is that uh, basically 
that the first one um, um, first one is uh, that the Tanakam is saying is that the the first one's a Kohen Gadol, second son is a Mamzer Vadai because of the doubt. And therefore you can marry even a Mamzeris. And Rebbe Lezben Yaakov is saying, no way, a Vadai Mamzer can't ma- um, um, uh, you can't be a Vadai Mamzer if it's a doubt. It's going to be a Suffolk Mamzer. And since it's a Suffolk Mamzer, cannot marry a Mamzeris. It's basically, that's the Shita, um, that's one version of Rebbe Lezben Yaakov. Um, anyway, so this is what the Machlokes actually is. Okay? Um, so again, we have two sides as to what is Rebbe Lezben opinion. Abaye says that, with the, that the second one is, um, has a din of a Suffolk Mamzer, the Tanakama holds it's a din Suffolk Mamzer and also Rebbe Mamzer. And Rebbe says no such thing as a Suffolk Mamzer, it's a Vade Mamzer, and therefore it's a Motorbe Mamzer. That's what Rebbe Leizer ben Yaakov is saying, and the uh, and the Rava says it the other way around. What is the dispute really hinging on? It's the hinging on the opinion of Rebbe Lazar, because Rebbe Lazar says that in general, whenever you have two a mamzer vaday can marry a mamzer vaday, a mamzeres vadois, but a vaday to a suffolk, a suffolk to a vaday, or a suffolk to a suffolk is going to be prohibited because maybe you're not a mamzer, so you're much more limited if it's a doubt. Okay. And uh, we talked about with the cases of Suffolk Harish Tuki, where the mother says, quiets the boy, the child who asks, who, who says this, who talks to which one's the father. And, um, and, um, and uh, or in a Sufi, somebody that's gathered in, or Kuti, where they don't recognize Kedusha Kesef. So um, it could be that this person is really married to somebody else. Um, this woman was, received money of Kedushin from somebody else which they don't even give credibility to, and that's the issue. Anyway, Rav Yudas and the Rav Halacha follows Rabbi Lazar, and, um, and, when, and Shmuel said that, how could you say that Halacha follows Rabbi Lazar? Hillel said that there are ten Yuchosim uh, uh, that came up from Babel, and, um, and uh, amongst them are Shtukia Sufi, and they're all mutter, so you see that a Mamzer's mutter to marry um, uh, to marry a Suffolk Mamzer is mutter to marry a Mamzer. So how can you say that Allah follows Rabbi Lazar? So that's exactly what the dispute is between Abaye and Rav. Abaye assumes like Shmuel that the Allah is like Hillel, and therefore he wants Rabbi Lazar bin Yaakov to say that opinion. And Ra, Rava holds like Rav that the Allah is like Rabbi Lazar, and therefore he's going to make Rabbi Lazar bin Yaakov fit in according to his opinion. Okay? Um, to make it Aliba Deilchasa, because everyone wants Rebbe Leizer to be going Aliba Deilchasa, because we have a tradition. Otherwise, we have a contradiction. Who the halacha is like? Because we always have a tradition that Rebbe Leizer his Yaakov, his Mishnah is Kavinaki. He doesn't say much. Whatever he says is the halacha. So therefore, we want it to go like the halacha. Anyway, Abayi proves his point. He says, "How do I know that Rebbe Leizer holds that Avadai is?" Um, is the same as a, as a, as a that a suffolk and a vada is the same, um, because we have brings down that if somebody you know is uh, very promiscuous and he has relations with many women, and he doesn't know who uh, who he's a different woman woman you know each time, and uh, same with her that she's also. Uh, has no idea who the father of this child is, so then isn't that going to happen that uh, there's going to be a father marrying a daughter? There's going to be, because uh, he doesn't know who his daughters are, 
Okay, that's one thing. The father is going to be marrying a daughter because he's he has no idea who is who's who he's making pregnant and who is not. So that could be from the man. Uh, a mamzer situation, and a brother will marry a sister because she is having children uh, from different husbands, and uh, they don't know, you know, and uh, um, and uh, basically we have no idea who the fathers are, and it could be that there's a brother from somebody from the father, from some other from somebody else. So and the world is filled of mamzerim. So what do you see? That even though these are all cases of doubt, not cases of vaday. So we have a rule that, uh, and it's called Mala Arizima. So you see, Safik Mamzer is, 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 is considered the same as Avadi Mamzer. What does Rabbi say? Rabbi says, no, you, you have to understand what the word Zima means. Zima is exactly that. Zu Mahi. What is this? Which means it means Safik. Okay. Furthermore, Rabbi Lesben Yaakov says a person is not allowed to marry a woman in one town and then go ahead and marry a woman in another town. Because they might make a shidduch, the child from this town to the child of that town, and uh, there'd, be, there'd be siblings. Um, and a brother would marry a sister. So the kash we add on that is that Rav did exactly that. When he came to die this year, he said, Who's going to be my wife for the period of time while I'm here? Rav Nachman did the same thing when he went to Shachnitziv. Who's going to be married to me while I'm here? So why is that legal? So the Gemara says, By the rabbis, it's much different because since they're famous so therefore the fame makes it that they're that they're known and once they're known they're going to be automatically not less of a concern everyone knows they're the child of Rav and therefore they're not going to make a shidduch with each other um, Rava said uh, different kashas that uh, what does it help because once you surprise somebody to get married there there's a concern that they may be well, because of the excitement, become a nida. So then it would be forbidden to each other. What's the point? So the first answer we said is that they sent messengers in advance of them coming. Alternatively, the rabbis weren't interested in having relations anyway, which avoided the whole question in the first place. And um, uh, because uh, all they were looking, you know, it's like if there's no, you cannot compare when somebody has bread in his basket to when somebody doesn't have bread in his basket. So I just realized last night that that's very timely to... Uh, the days before Pesach. There's no bread in the basket. Everyone's hungry. <laughs> okay. If you can eat with it, you're, not, you're never hungry all the time. But now, there's no bread. There's not very little to eat, so you're hungry all the time. Do you have a distinction okay. uh, a marriage that's conditioned only and not ensuing to one that is completely and has been consummated? Is there a distinction? Yeah, yeah, of course. So, so the woman could say, I, I've, been, I've been married to Rabbi whoever, but if it wasn't really consummated, is it still... It's a marriage. It's just that it's a condition she'll still need to get, but there's no children problem. You understand? That was the well, whole... Yeah, I understand. But I'm just curious, in general, you know, if someone was betrothed, but not... They didn't have the second part of the, of the marriage. Right. If there was no chuppah, then it's not a complete marriage yet, you see. It's but a condition. You still have to give a get. I'm saying it's complete in the sense that it requires a get to extricate. It's complete in the sense that she is completely prohibited mitah raisa to live with another man. Okay, in that sense, it's complete. It's incomplete in the sense that he does not inherit her. Um, a lot of the rights of a husband don't apply to him yet. The rights of the husband of inheriting her of getting use of her property doesn't happen until consummation. Uh-huh, that's okay, right. all that, all the, all those things that's only are, are, are all attached to Nisuin. 
Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Thanks. Um, also, even uh, nullifying vows is not until the second. Ah, you can't nullify our vows either until the right. father's son. Until it's consummated, right. It's, it's, a, it's a combo between him and the father uh-huh. by the Kedushan stage. Okay. Um, so that's the story. We learned, Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov said another halacha, that a person shouldn't marry a woman having a mind to divorce her in his head without letting her know. Because that is uh, planning evil to someone else and they're like trusting you. And it's a very... It's a terrible thing. Not the rabbis again, right? What? This is the rabbis. It's a little different because they were up front. That's exactly, that's the point. That's really why we bring it down. All right, and that took us to some very interesting cases of Yerusha disputes. Okay, so we have here this person who's a Suffolk, who we call a Suffolk. That's because we're not sure, is he the son of the deceased brother or is he the son of the Yavah? Okay, so we're now, and um, they want to, so the Suffolk and the Yavim, first case is the Suffolk and the Yavim are coming to divide the property of the estate of the, dece- of the deceased brother, okay? So the Suffolk says, look, I'm, I'm his son, it's all mine. Uh, I get everything. And the Yavim says, no, you're my son and I get everything. Because um, you don't inherit anything, I'm inheriting my brother, okay? So this falls into the category of Mamma and Mutama Suffolk. There's, each one is claiming everything. There's no way to determine the doubt, so therefore you split 50-50, okay? Now, you have a case of the Suffolk and the sons of the Yavam. We want to divide the state of the deceased brother, the first brother. The Meaning the Yavam's out of the picture, and now we're dividing up the state of the deceased. So the Suffolk is saying, look, I'm his son, so it's all mine. I get everything. And the, and the, bro- and the sons of the Yavam are saying, no, you're our brother, and we all get an equal share in that. So, uh, therefore, uh, you therefore, got. you get only a portion, just like we do. So, basically, um, so the Rabbanon thought that this should fall into the category of that he's in the better position here, because he's for sure Yorish, and they're a questionable Yorish. But, um, and, uh, and like, just like the, when, when they're for sure Yorish, and he's a questionable Yorish, they can push him away. So here, in the reverse might be true, that he could push them away. But prove, you know, prove that I'm your brother. Prove that you're my brother, and then I'll give you, I'll give you some. But until you can prove it, um, I'm, I'm taking it all. But uh, the, we explain that that's not exactly the case, because over there, they know they're sons. They, they know what power they're coming to inherit. So over sure. here. They're, they're, they're definitely inheriting. Why did you say the other one This is the state of the deceased brother. So the, the first Yavam brother. Itself, the Yavam. Not the Yavam. Not the Yavam. The first one. The brother, oh, oh. the Yavim's did brother. Did they do that? Did they already... No, 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 a different case. Different case. Oh, oh, oh. Give me the case again, I'm sorry. The, okay, there's Reuven, there's Shimon, okay? Yeah. Reuven dies without children, supposedly. Right. Shimon does Yibam, and there's a son born seven months later. Right. Okay? Question who his son is. Right. So that son, Shemin, right? that's, that's the first, that's, the, that's what we call Suffolk, Mr. Suffolk. Right. Okay? Then... Uh, uh, Shimon had two other sons from his wife. Okay, just a regular two other. We'll talk about two other sons. Make right. it simple. Okay, right. so basically, in the, and now we're dividing up the state of Reuven between the Suffolk and okay. the sons of and the sons of Shimon. The initial. This is the initial. Right, the initial estate. Right. So the Suffolk is saying, "Look, I'm the, I'm that guy's son. I'm Reuven's son. I get everything." Mm-hmm. 
And they say, no, you're not. You're our brother, and you get only a third, and we get two-thirds. We share it. We each get a third. Uh-huh. Okay? The, the Yavim himself is still alive? The Yavim's out of the picture. He's dead for whatever. He's, he's, not, he's dead. Shimon died. Shimon's dead already, so there's nothing to talk about. So just the brothers of Shimon, yeah, right. the sons of Shimon. Right, and, the sons of Shimon and, and the Suffolk. Right, exactly. Gotcha. That's yeah. that case. So the difference between here and the case where, in general, a suffix versus um, any of the definite brothers, they basically say, prove you're our brother and we'll give you anything. Here, he could say, prove that I'm your brother and, and then you'll get something. But until you prove it, I'm not giving you nothing. Mm-hmm. That's different. Rabbi explains the reason why it's different is because here, he doesn't know what strength, what, what's the basis for his Yerusha. They're, they know they are a child. So right. they know they get because they're a child. You have to prove you're a child to be able to get. Over here, he's not sure what his basis is. Maybe his basis is because he's the son. Maybe his basis is because he's the nephew. He, and he can't say which way it is. Right. So therefore, because is of that... Is estate? talking about Shimon's estate now? No, Reuven's it's estate. Reuven, so. That's a, it's explaining why Reuven's yeah. estate is not automatically given all to the suffix. Okay. So, it's, um, so that's the story. Uh, basically, if you want to know what will happen... There, what will happen is, is that it's also going to be Chalkin, but, but it's not that simple because the, basically it's not an equal split because they already admit that a third he's entitled to. Mm-hmm. Right? So therefore he definitely gets a third. Mm-hmm. And then the other two thirds is going to be split between the two of them. Between so the two sons. Well. The Suffolk comes out pretty well. The Suffolk comes out better than nothing. Better than... Better than, better than the rather brothers, because the third they admit that he gets. So he's granted a third, and now they're only arguing about two-thirds, and the two-thirds is we split 50-50. You follow? That's what's going to happen in that case. Okay, brings us to the next scenario, which is um, the next case, where Suffolk and Bnei Adam are dividing the Nixa Yavam. This time they're dividing the state of Shimon. And um, over there, um, they can say, prove you're a brother, and you'll take a portion. And uh, so, um, and, uh, but the Yavam already got, this is after the fact that the Yavam already did a split with the Suffolk as far as the Ruvin's estate. So now, basically, the Suffolk is saying like this, look, if, if you're, you know, they saying, look, prove you're our brother, we'll give you a share of um, our father's estate. Until you can prove it, you get nothing. And he's saying, okay, I understand. But, either I'm your brother, and then I'm entitled to a share, equal to everybody else. Or, I'm not your brother. Then if I'm, you're admitting that I'm not your brother, then what I want is that I want you, father, I want you to give me back the, what, my, what your father took from my father. Okay? Because then I'm definitely entitled to that. He already has 50%. I already have 50% from that. But the other 50%, I don't want you to get that. You, you're saying I'm not your brother, then give it to me. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay? That's a, it's a compelling It's a very compelling <laughs> argument. Okay? So that's the story with that. Who has a better lawyer? That's exactly the question. Anyway, it's a very strong argument. This is how they got to be good lawyers. They learned your vomits. Okay. Anyway, so, um, so, um, um, the, so there's a dispute over here what you do. Rav Abba, in the name of Rav, says, no, 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 you can't wake up. That's settled law. That 50-50 was a split based on settled law. 
because we couldn't determine which he, which he is. And you can't wake up and start re-questioning what was already settled law. That's the so logic of... settled problem. based on the suffix. So this is supposed to be based on the same suffix. You can't roll them become a five. Yeah, you can't wake. You can't wake up on it. Once he was granted that, they gave the psak that that's his. So it's his fair and square. Right. Now it's his. So now it falls into the regular rush of everything else. And um, Rabbi Yirmiya says, "No, what? What? It wakes up everything. We start over. We throw it back into the mix. Now again, he's taking a. He's, 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 it has to be. It has to be." Uh, right, it's years later. Yeah, it could have been spent, or right, it could have been spent. Right, whatever. It's settled law. You can't, that's the logic of Rav. It's a very practical reasoning of Rav's argument. Is that you can't wake up old history. It's history. Okay. Anyway, but the the point being is is that what what the proposal of the suffix is is that I'm ready to give up the share that I received from my uh, from my father and put it back into the mix and get a full equal share with you guys um, to that. If he's a lot of brothers, it may not be worth to even do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Obviously, it's worth it because the Yavim's a wealthy man and it's worth more to be a partial brother with, with the Yavim's estate than to and, and lose my grip on the half that's in my hands. You understand? From, my, from, the, from Reuven's estate. Right. But anyway, that's the story. So the Gemara says, you know what? It sounds awfully similar to the Machlokas Admon and um, and Rabbanon, okay? Uh, case of Admon and Rabbanon is this, that the guy um, lived in this town, and then he says he's traveling for a number of years, he's on business, whatever. He doesn't come back till much later, and he doesn't recognize anything, and now he's lost his access to his field. There was a path, but it got covered over with grass and everything, and now there's no path anymore that's visible. So um, Anmut says, look, you just give him the shortest path in because he definitely had a path here and the shortest one is his path. And uh, the Chambas say, no, you pay your top a dollar or fly in. I'm sorry, you're not entitled to anything. So what's the case? If it belongs to, to, to um, I mean, Anmut's saying a very sound argument. He's definitely entitled to a path. He had a path, but we, nobody's denying that he didn't have a path here. We just don't know where it is. So give him the shortest one and let him take it. Shortest one from like the main road? The yeah, road exactly. Road. So he has access. Give him access somewhere. The shortest access. I understand. He needs a path. Don't give him the longest path. Give him the shortest one. Yeah. But give him a path in because he definitely had one. So what's the Chacham? So, this, so, so here's the story. How many people own the land around it? If it's four different people that own the land around it, so then for sure, even Adman would agree. Each one can push them off to the next one. Like, don't look at me. It wasn't in my property. It wasn't his property. And each one will say, you know, it wasn't my, it wasn't my property. It was the other guy's property. And you're working around in a circle. You'll never get access. That's what happened if it's four. And even Adman will agree to that. If it's one guy, so then for sure it's compelling that he's going to be able to get it. We're talking about over here, where even if it's four guys that bought it out of one guy, that's also, Adman will say, there's nothing to do. The question is this. It was, all, it was owned by four guys, and one guy went and bought up each one's property individually. Now, there's one owner in all this. So now, Adman's saying, okay, it wake, the law should wake up, and, and now you can't deny that my path was here somewhere. And he's saying, either you keep quiet, or... Uh, and, and pay top dollar. Or, you know what, I'm going to just undo my purchase and then it's going to go back to the four and then try to figure out a way. And each one's going to push you off and you'll never get it. Okay? So either you work a deal and pay me 
for access, mm-hmm. uh, pay buy buy yourself some access, or I'm going to just reverse every every purchase that I have, and then you really pay up the creek. Okay. They had beans in those days, did they not? I mean, uh, yeah, but, yeah. Didn't specify access from this public road. It would seem like it would be built into the original contract to purchase the property. Anyway, but that, whatever. The point being is, is that Kasha and Amaisa, they lost the paperwork, you know, whatever. Yeah. There was a flood. Yeah. What do you want? A war. A, a war. Yeah, things right. like that did happen all the time. Okay, anyway, bottom line is, uh, the rabbi, we, the Gemara came out in the end that it, none of that is compelling because there's the argument between Admon and each have this different logic over there that, that may not apply here as well. In other words, either side here could agree to Admon or to the other side because uh, there's a compelling argument um, in both directions. Admon can say that he's def- look, there, now that it's one, he definitely is entitled to a path and, they, and I could agree to that. It's different than over here where it's Kamdina. Anyway, point being is, is that uh, we said that it's not uh, and, and even Rabir, right, so Rabbi can say, I can fit in with Rabbanon, because the Rabbanon's whole argument is because they can reverse the sale. Um, but, uh, by, uh, but over here, you can't, they can't do that. Uh, there's no reversing sales going on, and therefore that was their point being is, is that although it's very similar to the argument between Admon and the Chachamim, it's not necessarily that it lines up that way. And that is the end of the review.